right, welcome to Real Talks. We are going to be doing a spoiler cast today, so if you don't want to have anything spoiled for you about the new Jordan Peele movie called Nope, then I would not be listening to this podcast until you have seen it. However, me and my co-host here, David, say hi, David. Hello. Um, we saw it. I saw it last night, and you saw it yesterday during the day, yes? Yeah, no, I saw it in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay, so we both yeah. saw it. We both saw it in IMAX, which we both decided is absolutely worth it for this very particular film. I would say that the other Jordan Peele movies, it was not as imperative, but the way that this film was shot, I feel like you should see it in the on the largest screen possible. And David, you also said that that was absolutely worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so glad. I am so glad I saw this in IMAX. Because it was just the whole the whole movie. And he shot the whole movie in IMAX. And that's how the film was meant to be seen. It was just unbelievable. Oh, he did. He, like, so, meant it to be in IMAX. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I had so, no idea. Um, I mean, shots are so, so broad and wide. They're very big shots. They're not so much... Like, there are some really, really cool cinematography that happened that were, like, smaller things. But I almost feel like... Everything was very much from, like, a spectator perspective in a lot of ways. But, yeah. Absolutely, IMAX. So, tell me about the theater you were in. Were there a lot of people? There weren't. Which was... I don't know if it's because it was IMAX or maybe because it was at 7. 7 seems to be such a prime time for movies. So, I'm kind of like, yeah, there were not many people at all in my theater. What about you? I had maybe 10 or 12. I mean... It wasn't anything grand. So, I mean, it was nice. Um, I think people started to file in after, right around as the previews were starting or, you know, finishing up. I mean, that, that we can do a whole podcast just on that. I think 20 minutes worth of trailers. And look, I understand they need marketing or whatever else. But for some people that, you know, they say a 4 o'clock show, they want to be there at 4 o'clock. I mean, they can be there at 4.20 and not miss anything. Exactly. Well, I'm a big trailer person. So Let I me ask you a question. What? Which trailers did you see? I saw Black Adam, but like an extent. Oh, it was the trailer I've seen before, though. It was the trailer I saw when I went in Thor, Love and Thunder. So I already saw that one. Really excited for it. Bullet Train. Is that what it's called? The Brad Pitt movie that we're going to do a Brad Pitt podcast about next week. So I saw that one. Already saw that one, though as well um i was hoping for more spooky movies but this was very much mainstream trailers only i noticed did you see the oppenheimer one? Oh, the Oppen yes christopher nolan yes i almost forgot so that's gonna be about like the atomic bomb yeah right right so that's a huge cast yes huge. the way it was done it was just unbelievable but it had the countdown and Killian, I want to say his name is Killian Murphy off the top of my head. I don't believe that's correct, but it's Killian something. And he's actually starring in this. Yeah. <gasps> he, so he's the guy that played the Scarecrow yes. in Batman Begins. Yes, he was Scarecrow. He was on this other movie with Rachel McAdams called Red Eye where he played. Oh, I loved Red Eye. He was good. I forget about it all the time, too. You know, that's a movie that is, it's unique. Yes. But 85% of that movie is shot in one location. I mean, there, there are others like The Saw and The Black Run, but that. 
uh, not until they get off the plane. Yes. And, you know, all hell breaks loose. It's like, wow. The other one I can think of off the top of my head, too, is Phone Booth. Have you seen Phone Booth? I never saw Phone Booth. Oh. Did you really like Phone Booth? That was one. Yeah. Okay. That was really good with um, Kiva Sutherland. Yes. Oh, my God. Colin, um, the guy who just played the penguin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Not Colin Farrell. Yeah. (laughs) So it was. But yeah, that was shot in one in any event, though. So that that the trailers we saw. And yeah, so I mean, definitely worth every penny to go see this in IMAX. So let's talk about the movie. Yes. What did you think? First of all, your overall thoughts of the movie. Okay, so overall thoughts. I very much enjoyed it. I will watch pretty much anything Jordan Peele puts in front of me because he has just sort of proven himself to be a writer's movie goer, you know, like person that cares very much about the characters as opposed to what they're doing. And my favorite thing about Jordan Peele movies is also that there's always foreshadowing of certain things. So he's he's sneaking things in here and there that you won't even maybe connect until much later. And if you're paying attention. Some people don't go to the movies to do that. I do. So that's why I'm like, okay, why did they show us that? There's a reason why this happened. There's a reason why Kiki Palmer looks down the well and a picture is taken. Like, I remember that because I'm like, people don't just show that without it meaning something. So we got to remember that. And I love that about all of his films. That being said, one of my biggest fears for him, uh, by the way, loved this movie. I loved it. It was very good. It was strong. But I liked his other movies slightly better, and I like Get Out the most. And you haven't even seen it, so you need to watch that. And I, I, now, I, now I want to go back and watch Get Out. Yeah, us. and I want to know I how you do these three, because I would still say it was Get Out, Us, and then this movie, Nope. Us and Nope might even be like a little bit even, but Get Out was his strongest. The budget for this film was so much bigger for him, and he definitely used it, and he didn't overuse it, in my opinion. However, I do feel like the spectacle the spectacle aspect of it took away a little bit for me, personally. But also, this film felt kind of like Jordan Peele meets Spielberg. All right, your turn. Oh, yeah. Loved it. I mean, I, yeah. I thought it was just... Now, granted, this was my first Jordan Peele movie, so but it was just everything about it from the stories to the characters, to the, you know, the backstory. I mean, just the motifs of what and how they were used. Yes. Um, A very, I think, honestly, to be be frank with you, I I, got it. Well, no, I was going to say that I think that if anybody else, if any other filmmaker had brought this to another studio and said, okay, what's the title of your film? And they said, nope, nope, <laughs> get the brand. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they, they could have gotten it made or I think they would have gotten it made, but with a different title. And the fact that it was a one word title and you heard it four times mm-hmm. in the movie is like, did you count how many yeah. nopes? It was, it was at least two, but oh, I know no, it was, no, more it was like, like three. Five. Like it was okay, like, so it was plus, five. Because other people even said it. And I loved that because let me tell you, I was in the theater and at one point to myself, without being ironic in any way, I went, nope. Like that's literally something that's built into our vocabulary. And there were so many instances that I would have been like, nope, absolutely not. Not doing that. Like, and that's the beauty of the the title. So good. Yeah, it was just I, I'm so glad that um, I saw the Cinemax. It was just it was worth it. Mm-hmm. And so actually this made as far as the 
last night it made nineteen and a half million dollars. Wow. Okay. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's one night. Now, it's probably projected at this point, and with a Thursday, I mean, I don't. You know, usually count Thursday, but with a Thursday, I mean, you're looking at probably like a forty or fifty million dollar opening. And again, since I am not the number person, how does that stack up? Is that a good opening? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, look, his budget was you know forty million dollars. So anything this movie makes in the second week is is gravy, is icing. That's hot. Oh, and it's only going to grow. I think. I mean, we saw it on the opening Friday. People are going to start talking about it. That's always when there's like this big boom is when people and then there's the people to to me. It's almost like all of his films are the same genre, but they're also different genres. For instance, like this one was it felt like its own animal. <laughs> and so it's just like, I don't know, there's something for everyone. Like maybe somebody that like wouldn't think to go to a Jordan Peele movie might go to this one because it's like alien adjacent you know like it's it's something that's also relevant by the way i had this thought and i want to know if you also thought this this might be the first alien movie where they acknowledge and like confirm that we know there are aliens every other alien movie that have that has been made has been like oh my god it's aliens like we we never thought this would this is made up and pretend this one, they literally were like, oh, you know that we have, like, aliens on camera now because of the Navy, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't the marvel is it, of it wasn't that aliens were happening. It was more like aliens are happening to us and we want to make money off of it. Like, it was such a unique yeah. thing. And the fact that the alien, the saucer itself was just an animal and not filled with aliens. That was genius. That was genius. Yeah. Should we start at the beginning, yeah. though, before we do So, it? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, the opening... So, we see the opening, and the first thing you see is this chimpanzee, for lack of a better word, and he has... I mean, you want to talk about a creepy opening. Oh, such there's a good a, opening. There's a, blue sh a light blue shoe standing straight up in the middle of a, a soundstage. Okay, why was it this... standing straight up? I was trying to figure out how it was doing that this whole time. Because it, it ended up that way. But it, there's no I, way I don't that know. Sh shoes like that. No, I it. know. I'm so. I was really hoping they'd explain that, but it was. I guess that. Whole yeah. Thing so nonetheless, we see this chimpanzee just covered, covered with blood. Yeah. And so. Life, lifeless legs. Yeah. Uh, from behind oh, a sofa. And, and so blood. we don't know how this happened yet. Yeah. But you're pretty and sure that so chimpanzee is like a culprit here. Yeah. So it cuts to black and then we move. Yep. And then we move forward. And now we go to this horse ranch. But before that, we go to... So we're at the, the horse ranch. And so you're going to have to help me with the star's name because I um, I don't have everything in front of me. But nonetheless, Kiki Palmer plays the, the sister. So we he's stole the show, in my opinion. Kiki Palmer oh, yeah, absolutely. killed it. I think she, I personally am going to predict a, a supporting actress nom for this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't be down. He so knocked it's, the hell out of it. Okay, yeah. He, um, so he's talking to his father. Yeah, Daniel, 
and hallelujah i didn't yeah. i didn't look up how to say that yeah so he's he's uh talking to his father and um out of nowhere so oj's is this character's name and out of nowhere these things just start raining down whatever it is and so eventually one of them gets his father and he kills his whatever the substance is kills his father and you see him just lifeless on the horse yep and then he just starts walking you don't know what the problem is so i liked that he started to as stuff so sorry I just have to interject real quick. I liked that as you're watching the arena, you see just poofs of dust like popping up as if, and then you, you kind of like don't know what's happening. And then you're like, I think things are falling from the sky. Like, but you don't know. You can't tell. It's literally, they're coming down so fast that you don't see it. You just see the poofs of dust come up as soon as something hit. And that's genius because it's not like he's like, oh, things are falling. And so then you know immediately why his dad might have been in trouble. You more like just have no idea because he doesn't either. Yeah. So he OJ just starts running to his father and he eventually finds it. So the next shot you see is them he's in the morgue and then you see this thing, the X ray or the MRI of this what looks like a ball bearing in his head. Yeah. And so But it was a nickel, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a nickel. And so later on we find out so that yeah. So essentially one of the next shots you see is the nickel in a little bag, biohazard bag, because from the medical examiner. He kept the nickel as a you know, remembrance. Yeah. So then we go to the soundstage. Yep. And so he's, you know, going to have, so he's part of this um, Hollywood horses. Um, he, he's a horse trainer. Well, right. So and he's, he has this. Yeah. You find out. Well, you find out. Because at first, by the way, I like, I like that we don't immediately know what's going on. You're like, oh, are these some ranchers? Are these just like maybe some people that do, uh, you know, like horse rides you just don't know and then the soundstage so then you're like oh okay movies and then i love this by the way i love the insertion of history when kiki palmer comes in and is like does her whole speech about the first like moving picture was a black man on a horse and it was her great 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 grandfather or whatever but i like this because a representation is important and Jordan Peele always manages to do something special so that it's... By the way, all the main characters were minorities, which I really liked. And um, the fact that you don't automatically think black man on a horse, because when you watched Westerns growing up, it was always white dudes. And so he's flipping the script on everybody. Not only that, but there's like, this is history that's real that never gets talked about, you know? And then I also love that he kind of set the stage of like, we were historical in the film industry and also that Kiki Palmer is the mouthpiece of, of the family and he is more like the, you know, the anchor, you know, that kind of, they, they, he somehow made that happen in one scene because the main character dude, I can't ever remember names. I'm terrible. I have a terrible brain for this. He was not good at public speaking at all. OJ, right. OJ was not. And, and, and Kiki was in her, uh, was just very Emerald. So Emerald just comes in, as you were talking about, and just does her whole spiel. And so she is in with a great job of the juxtaposition yes. of you're having your shy, reserved, introvert character, male character to your outgoing, look-at-me type of yes. female character. So once again, there was that dichotomy of, of that, which was great. And... 
not until later on do you see how she really changes. Um, she goes from this bubbly, outgoing, you know, person to when the cameras are off, so to speak. Yeah. She turns real. And so, um, so that once we, so something happens, the horse yes. gets spooked in, in the thing. And so he, they lose the job. So essentially the next shot you see is them going to this, um, would you call it like a carnival? Yeah, so, oh, by the way, one thing that's important to note that I feel like is that the fact that the horse saw itself in that mirrored globe and it got spooked. Also, another thing to note is the fact that nobody was listening to the horse person who was there to literally ensure no one gets hurt. And it like he was just completely dismissed. And so like that's that's an interesting thing because he wasn't it's almost like he wasn't like being forceful enough. He wasn't like being assertive and you see him being assertive later in the film. But um, so they go. Go well, that comes. Well, I was going to say that kind of, that comes. What you were just talking about—the horse seeing its reflection—comes in very yeah, handy later several on. Several times. Several times. I, yeah. in fact, I really want to explore the mirrored globe situation and why he used it so many times. But okay, so then they go to yeah, I would say a tourist trap amusement park situation. Like yeah, let what I kind of likened it to was like. What if, um, I'm trying to think of like a movie that everybody was super, like super into, everybody saw it, you know, had like became an amusement park and that's, it was like way out there though. My whole thing was like, who's driving way out there to see this? You know what I mean? Like it was way out in the sticks, but yeah, it was just like an amusement park, like Disneyland, but lamer. (laughs) Yeah. So they go in and, um, so OJ starts talking to one of the um, people that run the um, he talks to Ricky, who is really the I would say the uh, person who really runs it. So Amber is his wife, who we meet later on, who doesn't really have a big part, but we meet her later on. So Ricky and OJ are talking about the deal or a deal. And so um, you could tell that that Emerald had been really out of the loop for a while because there's that scene right before they walk in and he really wanted to keep the ranch. And she's like, you know, that's dead. Let's just yeah. you know move on with it. You know, so they talk about the deal. And so she comes in and she sees all this memorabilia and she's, you know, turns on her charm again. And he's and Ricky's like, well, that was from this and that was from that. And well, usually I have people pay money for this, but and so they go into this yeah, other well, room. Yeah, well, they notice and a picture so, of the television show that has a monkey. So of course, immediately you're like, oh, and also birthday party. And it's like what we saw in the very opening credits. It was easy to connect backwards. And then this is the this is the wildest part, and I want to like discuss this. Why, as they're going into this secret memorabilia room which was completely about the horror scene we saw in the beginning there was literally a shoe in the case that had the blood stain on it there was like the outfit the the monkey was wearing it was very much like a fan why was he he seemed so casually candid and like nothing like nothing traumatizing happened to him and then they and then they pant like they immediately switched to a younger him like covered in blood on his face and breathing heavy and clearly traumatized. I'm just wondering, like, 
he was he was just like putting on a whole facade for these people like that can't have been something that he wanted to ever like relive or remember and yet he has an entire shrine to it basically i thought that was interesting and i didn't well i i think that the fact that he's got it tucked away i mean i think he's trying to compartmentalize everything and so he doesn't have to he doesn't have to see it it's not like he has to walk by it every day so the fact that he has it it's a reminder to him that this happened to him and so while he doesn't like talking about it because eventually what we see later on but it is a part of him and that was you know so i think the fact that you know, when you see, so the jump cut you see to what you're mm-hmm. describing is him as a young boy covered with a little bit of blood, but we don't see what happens yeah. yet. We don't know and why so he it, might have been know, traumatized. We never saw him in the first. But, uh, yeah, I, I, so I think it was just yeah. a reminder. And so, so he, you know, so they talk about it. And, um, yeah, so then at this point, so they're trying to, one thing I will say I loved yeah. about this film, it was like each horse had their yes. own story. So we go from yep. Ghost to mm-hmm. Lucky to one of the other ones. Oh, well, yeah, to Jean Jacket. To Jean Jacket. To all of the, they had all of these different, and, and each one had a yes. story. So it was, you know, him going to talk to Ghost, or not going to, but doing something with Ghost. And then, you know, later on it was Lucky. And so I I will send you a an article I just read in Variety yes. about them talking about Jordan Peele, I mean, he's dismissing it, obviously, but Jordan Peele being the next, the oh, next Hitchcock. Absolutely. And uh, only under three movies. Yeah. And how that, you know, after only because Hitchcock was only really remembered, he made dozens of films, but the four that he's really Birds, known Spirito. for is the bird. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Vertigo. The, like, uh, yeah, Vertigo. no, the birds, Real Window, wait, wait, wait. Vertigo, uh, and Psycho. Oh, yeah, Psycho. I would say that one. Yeah, Psycho for so, sure. That's like number one. But that is, so, and he, but he made other films, but those are the four that he's most famous for. So they're talking about how he could be, you know, yeah. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a good piece. But, um, so we go back and we go back to the ranch and so every they starts out yeah. with ghost and so he talks and he basically you know feeds ghosts and you know does other things with the horse i loved how he used the depth perception yes in this i mean so yeah. we're in the stable so many good so shots in the stable in he's in the stable so many good shots so we see yeah. the light go on and so you know he wonders how it got on okay so he goes to shut it off and so then, as he's walking away, no, the first shot you see is this image. It's out of, it's fuzzy and it's out of focus. And then you're like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, you what? just don't know. Okay, so he walks away. He walks away, and the light comes back on. And you're like, "Oh, okay." And so it's you know he turns the corner, and then he pulls out. <laughs> this just shows you something. It's I know. Why does he have a flip phone? Okay. Although that does sound that. <laughs> Like, it seems I like something it. you would have, though, right? It's somebody that's just like, eh, I don't do that, like, iPhone. Exactly. Out the sticks. It does say something about him. Yeah. Okay, I have to say, though, the little monkey aliens, I totally bought into it, personally. I was like, no, 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 no. Because they, it's funny, because I was like, this is an interesting choice. Like, I, 
I believed it because I was like, Jordan Peele doesn't do anything like not on purpose. And the fact that these look like the weirdest aliens I've ever seen doesn't mean that they're not real. And they were like so creepy. And I, I honestly was like, this is so creepy. This is so creepy. And then of course, I have to say the creepiest thing was when it was like just slowly looking like that killed me. That was like slowly looking around the corner. Yeah, and then, of course, you find out that they're just kids in costumes, and then you feel so stupid. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they're they're just kids that, you know, were messing around. And um, Wait, didn't they do that because Kiki Palmer's character, Emerald, uh, stole one of their horses? Yes. Yes. So, what we see is um, she sets up, or later on, this little horse mannequin actually yeah as a decoy so the next horse we go to yeah. is lucky and you were you were talking about so about lucky and how lucky yeah. he was and um yeah so it was just so at this point they figure out okay well this cloud moved. hasn't so Wait, they, they we, moved so i love to um, see talk about how like the third character they threw in is actually so, like really important. Yeah, well, yeah, I was okay. going to get to it now. So here, after after the, they have this conversation, they're in the sh- the store, and King, he's like, "Well, you know, we can get this yeah. shot. You know, the well, Oprah she, shot." She wants to be famous. So, is the thing <laughs> you can tell, it's like she wants to be in the spotlight, and so yeah, she's like, "This will be our ticket." You know. So then they they're in fries and. You know, they put this, and of course, you have this guy that's just, you know, know it all. He's like, I don't yeah, give a like, shit. He's like, exactly. I know exactly, but whatever. And um, Angel, and so he's checking him out. Can I get you to get us a, 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 a warranty? Yep, that? Nope. You know, so it's just like, can I get? No, yeah. thank you. And then, and then, and then so he's like, he's like gonna, so, do you need someone to install it? And then my favorite is that uh, Emerald Kiki Palmer's like, no. And then OJ's like, oh, is this going to be hard to install? And the guy's like, you can't do it. I love that. Like, it was just like, there's no way you're going to be able to do it. <laughs> exactly. So so at the next day, he comes out, he starts installing it, and he shows him how yeah. to use it. And so he eventually says, he finds out what he's like, well, yeah. what are you guys doing? And they're well, like, what are you guys planning? And he's like, nothing. And he's like, ah. All right, so no, he but leaves. he figures it out because and then, they always want but, the cameras pointed at yeah, the sky. Yeah, he right. But here's the kicker: he's well, right. Them. He asks he's, he's the minute watching, he said, "Hey, right. uh, I can even do remote surveillance for you guys," and they're like, "No, nope, that's fine." Immediately when he said that, I said, "Oh, he put things in place so he could do that. So they should just assume that's what he's going to be doing, and that's exactly what he did." So what happened after that? So he installs it. And then, oh, so did we see the first, was that the first sighting after that? No. So you skipped a few things. There was a couple, there was. Yeah, there was go ahead and help me. So when Ghost ran away the first time, OJ went to go get him, heard the screeching, heard the, the like, oh wait, was that when the decoy was out there? Shoot. You know what? I'm even turned around a little bit because he saw something, he saw something <laughs> so, and then the decoy, oh. Okay, yeah, I'm just, I'm confused now. I don't even remember which horse was first. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, bottom line is. So it went, it was Ghost. Ghost was first. And then it was Lucky. And then there was another one after that. And then it was Jean Jacket. 
Yes. Jean Jacket. No, no, no. Jean Jacket so, was not a horse that is alive last. now. They named the alien Jean Jacket. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways. See? Okay, so they try to get the shot. They get, they were going to get the shot of the flying saucer sucking up the decoy horse, but there was a bug in the way of the camera. And that's how we know the third character is watching because he's like, there's a bug on your camera. Get it off. There's a bug. And like this camera is down. What about that camera? Because spoiler alert, since this is a spoiler cast, the alien has the ability to knock out anything, including phones. Like all all the the electricity goes down. Even battery powered shit seems to go down. So they are trying to figure out how to do this with that happening. And I think did the did the camera guy the the sorry the fry guy the guy from the place did he drive Angel. there okay that yes. night so what ended up happening was yeah so he was gonna leave and then no, the car no, no. broke this down is a different and that was the John Wayne this is a different oh well okay see yeah it's been yes so yeah, he, he did drove drive there, there to be like you guys like your camera blah 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 and then also oh wait no he drove there the next day to be like oh it's real the cloud's not moving. And they're like, oh, my gosh, the cloud's not moving, you know, or whatever. Okay, but I don't remember when this particular thing happened, but we somehow go back to the carnival and find out that uh, the dude that was traumatized by the whole monkey thing has a new act coming out. And you start to realize that it's him being totally aware of the UFO and that he is, like, somehow trained it. To, or and also we find out that the girl who's mo- monkey, well, okay, honestly, this might be our worst spoiler cast ever because it is so hard to remember. So, oh, so what, what she's talking about is so he, so they're setting it up. The, the decoy's yeah. already there, okay, and so he's at the, the the start of the road, and so at this point they don't OJ and Emerald do not want Ricky to find out what they're doing. And Ricky basically says, listen, so they're yelling across yeah. the canyon to each other. And he's like, I have this new show coming out. You know, you should come see it, check it out, whatever. And so she's like, bye. And so, you know, they end up waving and he ends up leaving. So, but the the piece of paper flies yeah. away. And later on in the film, OJ picks it up. And that's when we go to the, yes. the carnival. And this is where Ricky, we have him. So this is a shot of Ricky and with the monkey. Yes, well, they will. And yes, so what what ends up happening? You're right. So what ends up happening is they flash back to what happened with the yep. whole TV show, and we see the chimpanzee go crazy, beating people and killing and, people, and just be, and yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the kid hides underneath the yeah baby Ricky. the table, little Ricky. And so at that point, so th- this is where the movie opens and this is where we see the, the chimpanzee yeah. just standing there. This time he walks toward. Right. So Ricky. real quick. And he's like, so yeah, he, he extends he his extends hand. He extends his hand for like, because he said at some point, Ricky said, adult Ricky said, that was the first exploding fist pump. Like, you know. So yeah. I was trying to decide this. Why did do do you think that the chimpanzee had it not been shot before they fist bumped? Do you think that the chimpanzee would have been cool with him? 
Do you think he wasn't going to kill him? I don't know. Right. I mean, see, the thing is, we don't know why the chimpanzee went oh, well, bonkers. This is a common story, though. Is Do like we? we're always hearing about oh, this random couple like a somehow got a hold of a baby tiger and raised it since it was little and it was their pet and it was great, and then one day. It, the instincts just yeah. kick in, and it, it murders everybody. And people are yeah. always like, oh, yeah. oh, my God, what? And so it's sort of this thing of, like, you can keep a wild animal, like, but you can't be surprised when one day, like, what the very nature of it. It yeah, becomes wild. wild. So that I think literally, I mean, the balloon popped at the party, and I remember that set him off originally was that. Yes. Because if you remember, that was the thing that when all that stuff got knocked over in the, in the beginning with the sound set, the horse jumped, too. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it was kind of like a, you know, duality there. But nonetheless, so we then, so we go from the, the young Ricky to the carnival show. And now we see, you know, this is going to be the last time. So this is when he walks out and says, hey, everybody, thank you for coming. Your lives are going to be changed in about an hour yeah. because you're going to see something that. And so they come early. And so the horse that he has that it usually takes off doesn't go. Yeah, I know. Doesn't move. I thought that was interesting. Okay, so what, what was the plan, do you think? The plan was to have the horse run out into the valley and get picked off by the alien? Okay. Exactly. And, and exactly. I'm wondering... What made him think that the, he must have been doing this for a while without a crowd is what I'm guessing is that he has been. Yes. Which is why he thought like he had trained it. And isn't it an interesting thing that it's like his whole life was absolutely traumatized and, tra and changed because somebody tried to train a wild animal to do things for them. And then it turned on everyone. And then he is trying to do this now. Like. Do you think it's almost like to prove to himself like it can be done, like some weird childhood, like adult correlation? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. To be like, no, I can overcome absolutely. this. Be sure because you know you learn you know what you've learned, and if this is what you've learned, and you're you know trying to control things or people or animals or whatever it is, you feel like oh, I can yeah. do this. And it may, there may be a learning curve to start, but once you get it down, you're like, yeah, this is second nature. So he felt like, you know, who knows how many horses this had been done with or had to, this could be the whole, you know, the whole horse thing with OJ and he could have been feeding these horses to this alien. This whole time. This whole time. And he well, had right. no knowledge. Well, he was like, I'll buy them back. That actually really, like, that, that upset me when I realized that. You know, like, he wanted to buy all of his dad's horses back when he got back on his feet type of a thing. In the meantime, they're being fed to this alien. And I was, like, upset because I'm like, no, it's his dad's horses. Like, that's a big deal. And he has no yeah. idea. So at this point, the, the bug was on the camera. They, they So the scene, so I sent you a text about this the other day. And so, or it was today. And I said, there's a scene in there that I reminded me of a different movie. And you actually brought out a different movie tell tell the listeners yeah. what you were telling so it's me funny that what you thought it, it was funny that me. each of us had a different remembrance of an illusion or an alluding to another horror film 
Mine was that at one point, the tech guy, again, I, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, I should know the name. An- Angel. Angel. Yes, Angel. At one point, when they're trying to get this alien on camera, it, you know, it reveals itself and he goes, it's here. And it sounded exactly like Poltergeist with that famous line of the little girl going, they're here. And it's like so eerie yeah. and like creepy. And there's just no way that he said it with that exact inflection without it being cadence, yeah. It without it being, and then I didn't remember, but David, you tell us what you saw. So when, so the scene where they're overhead, yes. And so let let, let me backtrack a little bit. So there were forty people watching the show, and when this thing comes down, everything, everybody disappears. And by the way, we never technically saw the alien. But we heard the cries. We heard the screams. Oh my god! The else. screams of so the people that it sucks up during the show—that was so creepy, genius. And also, when we saw them being like digested in the ship, I have to tell you, there was like a moment where you're just hearing everybody like, ah, you know, because they don't know what's going on and they're in shock. But then the moment that like whatever it is starts feeding on it, there's like a different scream that happens. That's like painful and horror. And then you're like, oh, shit, like, this thing is like, it. this is crazy. And then I remember thinking at some point, oh, it's going to spit out all of the things that are not digestible. And that's what that was in the beginning. So anyways, all right. So all the all the people are in there screaming and you can hear it, which is just horrifying. And it's hovering above the house. And so it does spit something out, but it's so you see the shot and there's a little bit of red and it's blood tripping down the window and so oj is now coming back so he loses them on the cell on um i'm rolling on the cell phone and it just stops the truck stops mind you he has a horse in the back anyways so (laughs) this was just crazy so then he i love this shot by the way masterful shot opens the door the lightning comes and all you see is a river of blood yes the visual the was insane. And he, that's when he says, nope. nope. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> nope. it was raining blood. And the cool thing about so is that Jordan Peele gave the alien a personality. It was being vengeful for eating the decoy horse. And it literally made it rain blood all over the house and was like being maniacal towards them it wasn't just like oh a dumb animal feeding on whatever it like literally had instincts and that made it even more scary okay so so the scene i thought of was the shining you're absolutely right so in the scene where the the boys playing you know you know and you just see the elevator doors open and it's a river of blood and that's exactly what it reminded me of i went Oh my God, that's right out of the Well, shine. I feel like I feel like and that was on just, purpose. That was crazy. Yeah, that was on purpose for sure. Oh, absolutely, it was crazy. So now good, I'm though. gonna have to think of like maybe other illusions we didn't quite think of that might have been to other horror films because it can't just be two. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's others. There's got to be more than yeah, and I wouldn't um, be shocked if so. Off the top of you, because I haven't seen them, do you think you could, off the top of your head, point out any? In let's say Get Out or Us, um, nothing that came immediately to mind like this movie where there was like a clear line that I was like, oh my gosh, that's Poltergeist. 
Not to mention, okay. but also because... listen to this. Like this, I think the reason that it works in this film is because it's also an homage to filmmaking. So it makes more sense in this one because it's literally like film history, film related. They're using movie horses in a movie that's movie. Like, it's just, it's a lot of, like, layering. You know, the first black man on a horse for the first filming, and then they wanted to film the first alien, and so it was another black man on a horse. Like, there was just all these layers that I love that they referred to. So I feel like the references only make sense in this one, not the others. But, um, so they finally figure out, or OJ figures out, that... So they, they start to devise yeah. a plan. And I love the montage was not like a Rocky montage. You know, okay, it's a horrible, horrible analogy, but like a Rocky montage. Yes. You know, where you see him training. It didn't, it wasn't like two and a half minutes of him doing what they just, I love the little Monopoly pieces. Yes. They put out the map. They had the 45. Oh, not to okay, mention. As the, as the not thing. Not to mention they roped in a, um, a filmmaker from... The original set that they were. Right. So this is where the filmmaker comes in from the very yes. beginning. And so he calls, so she calls, Emerald calls his filmmaker and be like, look, and by the way, <laughs> his voice just was creepy over the, you know, over the phone anyways. And so um, he's like, look, she, she has this documentary that she's working on and it doesn't pay well, but we know that there's shots out there. You can get the impossible shot. Yeah. And so he's like, eh, I, I got better things to do with my time. Basically, yeah. So at this point, I forgot. They get him on board at some point. And so eventually they, they come up with this device, this plan. Yes. And like I said, they have the 45 as the ship. I loved it. And every single person had their own Monopoly yes. piece. There was the thimble, Love. the car. And I think the horse was in there too, and it's just oh, like, okay. Yeah. Why did I not? <clears throat> why so, did they not utilize the man on the horse? Was that just too on the nose? Maybe I don't think they used it. No, no, no. That no, no. They they used that. They used oh, that. Oh, they piece. did. I don't know how I didn't catch that. That makes yes. sense. Yeah. So those were, because she says, "Oh, I wanted to be the thimble, anyways." And so, anyway, so they come up with this plan, and they steal these ah, wind. What would you call them? Uh, they're not toys. The oh, things that are uh, waving around. I would I would call them car dealership attention getters. There it's we like go. The wavy, okay. Do, like little guys with the faces and the arms, and it's like constant air. That was genius, by yeah, the way. So that whole thing was genius. So you, yeah. So they go and they get these things, and so eventually you start to see the shots of them. And down the road, but they're positioned in such a way that you see a few and then he just does a medium shot and then does a wide shot and you see like 30 or yeah. 40 of them. And so at this point, somebody says or somebody rolls up as they're finishing up and um, they say, oh, and this oh. is a guy in a motorcycle in the, hat. In the globe, in the mirror globe like, motorcycle, yeah. which is reminiscent of the thing that you know, yeah. what are you guys? What, yeah, what are you guys doing out here? Uh, you know, so he's questioning. He's like, "Oh, well," and he's got a camera now because he knows eventually these people uh -huh. are going to catch on. So he's like, "Look, turn around. You just don't want to go down that way." And so he's like, "You know what? All right, to hell with you." So he takes off, and it's lunchtime at this point because this thing just slowly comes out of the the clouds, yep. and he eventually gets he eventually gets um. 
knocked, he eventually falls off his bike. So OJ is like, well, do we go after the guy? He's, so he yeah, goes he's after a good the guy. guy. He's a very like fair and, and true antagonist. Or, uh, right. Protagonist. So, yeah. So he knows at this point that you can't yep. do this. And the guy's all, his bro, broken, so he tries to carry him, and he realizes what's going to happen. He says, nope. Yep. <laughs> and so he gets back on the horse, and he takes off. And he's like, what are you doing? And, of course, the guy gets yeah. eaten up. And so eventually they get back to the uh, – he gets back to the house. And meanwhile, Emerald's running back and forth from these cameras yeah. trying to figure out what's going and on. And also making sure her brother and, is like, okay – and by the way, like, for someone who yes. has a really, really close relationship with my brother, like, it was a really, they established the dynamic and the need for each other, like, very, very well. And a lot of times it reminded me of me and my brother. Um, you know, like, my brother is a lot more of, like, the logical problem solver planner, and I'm way more of, like, the mouthpiece, like, just going out and doing stuff. And, like, so I really understood the chemistry there. And, like, her stress made me stress. It's making the audience stress because she's worried about her brother and stuff. So, but also like they both have the same goal. Yeah. So meanwhile, Antlers and Angel are filming it and they're trying to catch this thing. So he has to change the, the film and whatever else. And eventually, so about, I would say about midway. And I love, I mean, just another thing we're gushing about here. You never saw the actual saucer until i would say halfway through the yeah. film it was always these little hints like the clouds yep you know it, it you saw the outline of it or you saw just him eating you know it eating something yeah. up or but you never saw it yeah it. and so finally we see it we see how big it is and what is the unfurling of the of the creature i could see you know i it almost was, feel like it got less scary that way it was more yeah, beautiful yeah. than anything i mean and maybe that was the point yeah 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 well i think they wanted to show that or he wanted to show that it was a actual thing for lack of a better like word a disc with a an enemy exactly exactly so he oj eventually gets to safety and they got yep. it and so at this point it was okay and then once they got it they figured okay so antlers decides he's going to pack up and leave and angel says well where are you going and so he double crossed him and he's like, oh, I'm going to get this for myself. Okay, was he doing and that? So because he's that's Okay, I thought that that's what he might be doing is going, screw you, I'm going to get it for myself. But I didn't see it that way. This is how I saw it as a photographer. I don't think that he was ditching them. I think this is this is a mentality that I get as an artist. We're here. We might as well do the risky thing and do it right. Like, this is totally something I've done where I'm like, all right, if I have to like wade into this water up to my waist, even though I'm not wearing a bathing suit because I want to get this shot, I might do that because it'll be a dope shot. So part of me feels like instead, that's why he looked at him and said, it's going to, it's all going to be okay. He wasn't, I don't think he was double crossing them. I didn't. Oh, okay. So maybe. No, no, I thought he might be, but then I realized, no, this is an artist and he's literally going to possibly risk his life for the shot of a lifetime. Like, I am yeah, going to do shot. it because if I don't, I will always regret it. And like, the impossible is impossible type of a thing. And it was. I mean, he got eaten, but he was willing to risk his life for it. And that's like total artist right there. Like, yeah. 
So, yeah, so he gets eaten, and then Angel is basically left by himself there, and he says, okay. So he starts r- wrapping barbed yeah. wire Which is smart, because I wouldn't have thought of that. That way he's not a fun, digestible person. Exactly. So the, the thing, the enemy decides, okay, lunchtime, yep. and he eats him. And then nope. says, fuck this. The aliens nope. Are, nope. <laughs> and he spits yeah. it out. And he just rolls Poor down guy. the hill. And yeah. So at this point, you know, he's all banged up. And OJ and, and soon. Then what they do is, uh, well, OJ is basically trying to get back to yeah. everybody else. And this thing is now starting to get larger and larger. So they go... And Emerald has the bright idea of actually starting to unroot. So I should backtrack a little bit. OJ actually goes to the carnival and he sees all of these, the yeah. debris of all of these things, you know, the, the Coke cans and just so he, he knows and, and the horse is still there because it didn't right. do anything. So at this point, he understands what needs to happen. So then at this point, Kiki or Emerald basically starts to unravel all of the chain link things and we see this huge cowboy monstrous is yeah balloon of this cowboy little cowboy well, first boy. wait i feel like you missed a and pivotal point where the yeah, brother is luring the alien away on his horse on lucky away from her so that her electricity goes back on and she can escape and that was important to me because again brother sister bond my brother would 100% do that, and I wouldn't want him to, but it's just sort of the, like, way, even though he's a younger brother to me, actually. I miss, and you're right, and I miss the flashback of when, in the beginning, she says, well, that was supposed to my be horse. my ninth Jean birthday jacket. gift, yeah. my horse. And, and so, subsequently, he's like, she says, I remember you standing out there and training the horse, and he points to her, I see you. So when he's about to eventually, we think, get eaten and he's going to sacrifice himself for her, he does the same thing, get to the bike. And so eventually, you know, there's a little dramatic flair to it and the bike starts and that's when she takes off to the carnival to do To get his attention. Yes. Yeah. And so once there, she gets all the things and the balloon thing goes up to basically... Because they he they also understood that the little flags it didn't like the little flags too much. But it does. But it also so wants to eat anything to, that makes eye contact with it because it's a predator. Right, and this is when she says she remembers what you were talking about with the photo bomb. She remembers the the thing, and she grabs all these coins, starts slowly turning the the crank and slide after slide after slide comes out eventually she gets my the favorite shot. thing though is this she gets the shot right and everyone in the audience is like it's right there grab it and she doesn't and instead she sees something and we don't know what it is but she's really happy about it and i almost wasn't sure if it was like the cameras or like the fame but it's actually because she's looking at her brother who survived. But like my big thing was the whole thing of like she didn't even fucking go and get the picture. I hope she did, quite frankly, just because like all of that and you didn't yeah. go and get it. Yeah. But also another <laughs> thing that I just thought of was the well operated on nickels. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw when she was running and all, there was all these yeah. coins uh-huh. on the ground. 
So she picks up all these coins. But were they nickels? Like what killed her dad? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so she'd insert one, turn it, and then do the crank. And then as, you know, it was the cross cutting there, which was beautifully done. And then what ends up happening is after like the fourth one, she, oh, that was the other beautiful th- thing too. The first three, you heard the, you know, you saw the flash. This one, she put it in, turned it. She waited for the yep. crank and you saw, heard silence. And you're like, oh, yeah, boom. And then the flash goes off well, and she I kept gets on the being shot. Like, I get the whole like keep snapping until like just in case because you never know thing. But man, I kept on being like, wait for it. Like just wait. Like she kept on doing it. And I'm like, wait, like just wait. And so she finally did. She gets the shot. All the photographers show up. And I, I literally like I'm freaking out that she's not grabbing the picture. But also, I would be more interested in the fact that my brother was alive. So I get it. So she's sitting against the wall like, you know, we got you. You yeah. don't mess with us. And then, you know, so she's like, okay, in relief. And then she turns over and the dust. I loved it how the dust just It was parted, just like a Western. And he's just sitting yep. there on the horse. Westerns. And just like at that final yeah. shot. That was, that so was it. And it cut to black. And I love the fact that they didn't have any. What's the word I want to? Small talk. No, no. At the end, it wasn't. Do you know like, what I mean? Like, we, we oh, sure I'm so. It. Like, there was crack. We, we, there was a resolution. A yeah, no, it wasn't. But there of a wasn't like for I, we, sure. right, and you didn't need any small talk. Them, yeah, you know, because what could have happened is, let's say they're back at the house, and you know they're having, they're talking, you know, and what they're going to do with the money or nope. none of that because it wasn't it it wasn't about the money after a while. I feel like. And I don't know why it wasn't. A, I was more of just like it was something else. It was like being again. What it you know what it was is it was being a part of history again. This generation has uh, obviously a propensity to like become the first of things, and they were literally laying groundwork for another thing, and that's really cool. And I like that. I like that concept. Yeah, it was just. And I loved. There were so many moti- like. The shots, what you were talking about, like the motion mm-hmm. picture, even it reminded me the live yep. action when Antlers is actually rolling and you're watching the 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 horse in the wide shot and he it's like the you know a live action yeah. shot of that even yes. when you know Emerald's near the beginning when she turns it on and she's watching that and you know it's just like wow there's so many times he goes back to it but just enough to make you go and go okay i remember the this the parallel yeah yes exactly and it was yeah. just ah now it really it was really, really good. good and and well, and so if you love i this one, i you hope need to watch, we're going to add the other jordan peele movies to your list because uh honestly i feel like and this might you know garner some criticism which is totally warranted. Everybody gets their own opinion. I would say this might have been his weakest film, and that's saying a lot because it was strong. You know, like the fact that I'm like, this is my maybe my least favorite, but I still loved it, and it was still the for the way it was. I don't, I can't see how it could have gone better necessarily. Some movies I'll watch and I'll be like, okay, they shouldn't have done this. They should have done that. They shouldn't have done this. They should have done that. Like this would have been better if they had just done this or whatever. But this one, I don't feel that way. It's just more like. He has a couple other stronger films, and yet this one was great. 
So he just really is nothing but strong films, which is amazing. And this was two hours and yes, ten minutes. Which I didn't feel like. I mean, it was take too out long. you know six minutes for, and take out six minutes yeah. for credits. So it was a little over two hours. I thought it, and I thought that was. A but good it wasn't time. like you know. Oh my god, I, this is you know dragging. It never, not once, no. was I ever bored. Well, okay, I was a little bit. It was a little bit of a slow start. Yeah, I mean, yes. Okay, the the start may have been a little slow but yeah. it picked up quickly you know and so this is one of those things where most all f- feature films have three acts yep. and what this clearly defined it clearly defined the acts yes it did i mean act one was really about lucky or a ghost and you know that whole thing and how they're going to do this act two is when you know angel came in the fray and then you know they were the planning of it and then Act Three was just the execution of right. it, and of course, and of course, the execution not going as planned, as it never does. But also, oh, no, I said this in the not. beginning, and I'm wondering if you kind of felt this. Maybe it's just because Spielberg does a lot of things with aliens, or it feels like he does, anyways. And also with like filmmaking and aliens, like things together, and like I don't know. I felt like Spielberg movies always have a very obvious three acts. And I feel like this felt like a Spielberg movie, not necessarily in the way it was shot, but just in like subject matter and execution. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the best, I mean, you have to understand too, what imitation is the best form of flattery. And so when you have a film, if you're able to take little nuances from a film and put them in your film, it's not necessarily, they're not necessarily callbacks. But they're paying, as you pointed out, you know, homage to, you know, some of these other filmmakers, whether it's Spielberg or, you know, whomever it is. And so I'm sure that if he were asked the question, Spielberg would be and has been a huge influence on it. Because you got to remember, he's only in his early 40s. So you got to also remember at this time, he grew up with movies like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And E.T. Wait, was he Poltergeist? Who's Poltergeist? And Poltergeist. And no, he didn't do Poltergeist, but just watching these films, you know. And also being able to, I mean, and he also, I'm sure, watched War of the Worlds, you know, done by Spielberg. And really got an idea, okay, this is what I want to do. And so when you're able to take little pieces out of them and then execute your vision using a little here and a little there. It's like tweaking a recipe. You may have a great recipe, but if you add this ingredient or that ingredient, you're making it better. And that's and that's what it is. Um, but yeah, as far as for me, he has to get a larger sample size. I mean, the simple fact of the matter is three films, and that's fantastic. And every single one of them has been critically acclaimed so far. But he has to get a larger sample size. If we're still talking about this guy... In 20 years, making these kind of films, I would put him, regardless of the Oscars or whatever, I would put him on the pedestal of a yep. Hitchcock. But right now, we're... Well, we haven't had a Hitchcock since Hitchcock, if you think about it. Like, there's nobody I would say that deserves that at this point. No, absolutely. And the, and the thing is that you can only... With, with three films, you just can't have enough... Let's see what happens in the next yeah. 10 years. If he comes out with two other films and they're always good and they're always sus- suspenseful and they've got the horror, you know what? Yeah, 
absolutely. I'd put him on that level. But right now, it's it's, it's kind of like, okay, 2018. No, absolutely. I mean, and that's why, you know, I, and I always kid with my, you know, coworkers or even people I talk to is like the greatest of all time, the GOAT. There is no GOAT. Now, you can say monetarily, this person made more money or this person has more championships or this person has more rings, but it's all a generational thing. So, for example... People, they think Spielberg is the greatest of all time. Why? Because he's got two Oscars for Best Director. And he's done a plethora of films that are iconic, whether it was Jaws or Raiders of the Lost Ark or E.T. By the way, if you want to go back and listen to the Steven Spielberg podcast I did a couple months ago, we talk yeah. all about that. But, you know, basically, this is what he's been doing. Now, has he had some bad days at the office, like yeah. War Horse? Yeah, that's going to happen to everybody. But it's clearly defined. And he even went through a period where he did yep. war movies like Schindler's List, which I personally believe is his master class, like a Saving Private Ryan, like a Band of Brothers, which he was in an EP on. You know, people will say, oh, well, what about, you know, Martin Scorsese? Yeah, great. He's been around the block. He's been making films for 40 years, you know. And he's been doing mob movies for, you know, which, by the way, we're going to be starting Mob Mondays. In a couple of weeks, and then I will be kicking off with The Departed and Goodfellas. Check that out. Anyways, but the simple fact is he's been making unbelievable mob oh, yeah. for the past 40 years. Whether it's Goodfellas or whether it's Casino or whether it's The Departed, which, you know, did one best picture. And I mean, so many other movies. So the greatest of all time, you have to really get a lot. There is no, it's a generational yeah. thing. Sure. Plain and simple. And all film is subjective. So those people that may like Spielberg may not like Scorsese. And those people that may not like Scorsese must may love Spielberg. It's just one right. of those things. So I, you know, this unfortunately is not going to do the numbers. And it's not about numbers for him or whatever else. But it's just as far as the movie is concerned. I mean, it's opening to almost 4,000 theaters this, this weekend. But it's just not yeah. going to do the numbers. And it should. And it's like, this movie's already made yep. its money back. And this is why he wrote, produced, and yep. directed. And there's only a few guys out there that can say, yeah, yeah, I did this too. You know, because it's so much work. You have so many hats you're wearing. Yeah, I I'm glad it. you loved it. I'm excited to know I loved it. I want to go back and see it. And so, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm definitely... It's one of those things where I think that I'm, I'm dying to see what he does next. Me too. Well, aren't we all? <laughs> you know, because it's it's one of those things where he's already working yes. on the next project. And so we all want to know. I mean, we're all taking this in now as, you know, moviegoers. But guarantee you, he's hard at work on another right now and doing something. Let me ask you this. Because he, he uses the same guys in a few. Would you like to have him do like a linear story not a franchise but like a linear story with a couple of characters do you think, think that would that be a good idea cool. with I him i think he would do it well yeah okay i mean because i mean let's face it slasher flicks i'm not talking about him no, no, slasher no, no. Flick. Flick. i'm a... just saying that it's more of i think that if we got a story and he kept with the same characters mm. i think people would care more kind of like I'm going to be a horrible, it's going to be a horrible example, kind of like a Marvel and you know the characters and, but it's more of a build up type of thing. Well, maybe he would redefine kind of the the slasher trilogy or, you know, octology in the case of what, like Halloween, you know, there's like a million Halloweens, a bunch of screens. Yeah. 
but maybe he could maybe he could kind of redefine it so yeah no i mean what you were saying though actually halloween ends which i have no desire to see comes out yeah the last one ever yeah so what we're gonna do so actually i I talked to um chad holloway and we're going to be recording his interview on Friday, this upcoming Friday. So that will be good. So we do have the Brad Pitt uh, Bullet Train preview coming up, as well as retrospect yeah. of his career. I'm thinking what we're going to do is, since we had Ryan on for the Blockbuster preview, I'm going to try him get, to get him come on in That'd be great. August. Then we can do like a little end of the summer preview or end of the summer wrap up. And so maybe even look toward the fall and what we do there. Yeah. And so we do, if you do want to follow us, I'm on Twitter at wannabe rounder and Instagram at dcadudo. And she is I'm at, on Instagram what? at Elisa Ivers and TikTok. Um, we do have a Patreon you can go visit for pretty affordable levels $3, $7, $15, and $20. If you if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us. I happen to notice the other day there were a lot of people that are listening but they're not following. Follow us. Send me a uh, request. Let me know your name and I'll give you a uh, a shout out. And um, yeah, all right, that's about it. So that's gonna wrap this up. This has been the Nope Spoiler Cast, and I'm looking forward to yeah, doing the next I love one. The spoiler Cast, guys, and thanks for listening. And I'm gonna start it this time. This has been Real Talks, and I'm Elisa Ivers. And I'm David Steele, and this has been Real Talks.